0: You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope everybody out there is doing great. Welcome into the Locked On Utes podcast. Plenty to get to here on a Tuesday. Brian, do you want to take a victory lap right off the top right now?
0: Sorry, Jake. I'm all out of breath because I've been taking one all day. I don't know. Just saw the news earlier. I uh, nailed it though. Whew. It's been a long day.
1: Yeah, we're gonna talk
0: about it. Chad Bumpfist hired
1: as the new wide receivers coach at the University of Utah, and one of us here on this podcast brought him up last week. And the first person. Uh, to bring it up that I am aware of. We'll talk about his hire, what he'll bring to the University of Utah. We'll also talk about Brandon Ale Cahoe. He has announced that he's headed to UCLA after originally announcing he's headed to Utah. We'll examine that whole situation and of course we'll catch you up on everything else going on with the Utes. Getting ready for the Pac-12 men's basketball tournament in Las Vegas later this week. Man, there's a lot to break down ahead on today's show. And Brian, by the way, we also do need to talk about a certain bracket that is still on going with our friends over at built bar
0: a bracket that I plan on winning Jake oh, you me, plan and on my, winning. me and my coconut brownie crumble we're right. gonna take this thing by storm we're That's... going straight we're going all the way to the top coconut brownie crumble has got to be
1: the Gonzaga of that bracket but we'll talk about that let's not let's not bury the lead here so let's break into it now this is the Locked on Utes podcast for March 9th 2021 <laughs> on utes your daily podcast focused on all things utah utes i'm jay catch that is brian brown brian how are you my friend where
0: where where is he oh sorry victory lap man himself hell to the victor valiant i'm Absolutely. doing great jake it's another wonderful day to be a ute here on the locked on utes podcast and nothing better than having my, my my favorite co-host back, driving the ship. I am like, you are the captain, Jake, <laughs> and I am like the the millionaire bad boy that just likes to sit on the top deck and wave to the people and throw out the candy and everything like that and have a good time. Okay, you try to put responsibility on me; the ship's just going to sink. So. Well, hey, I thank you for filling in for me
1: yesterday. Uh, I had a, let's put it this way, a migraine that had pretty much debilitated me, so thank Brian for filling in for me. I'm back in working order, so I'm back co-hosting this fine podcast, and yeah, big thank you once again for filling in for me. I want to remind everybody out there, by the way, if you're new to this show, this is your daily podcast focused on all things Utah Utes. Make sure to join us every single day. We have unique conversations about all facets of the Utah athletic department, whether it's the football program, the running Utes on the men's basketball program, the Red Rocks with women's gymnastics, we've got it all covered for you guys. Make sure that you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from. That way you never miss our daily podcast and that way we keep you up to speed on everything with the Utes. Brian, let's get going here on a Tuesday talking about the good news. Kyle Whittingham's assistant coaching staff is complete once again. As they have announced formally yesterday, the hire of Chad Bumfess as the new wide receivers coach at the University of Utah
0: I think it was a I don't want to say expected hire but it was a very obvious connection to make uh, especially given the timing Bumfess had just accepted a position in Central Michigan hadn't quite gotten adjusted or settled in there yet so it was a good time for him to make this change the Utah job is obviously a much more a higher level, you know, across the board, better salary. It's going to get you more prestige. You're coming back to a place that you've been before, you know, most of the staff here, you know, who you're going to be working for. You know what the expectations of, of you are. And for Utah, it's a very favorable hire as well. I, I don't, I hate that we have to start things off like this, but it is a minority hire. It, 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 checks that box and unfortunately that is a very very important part for the University of Utah and as I've chatted with coaches across the board it is so important that we make sure that that's a priority on things you know what i mean this is a sport that is dominated by minority players and so you've got to have coaches on staff that understand them from that perspective so i think that's a big plus i think the other aspect of it too is this is a guy who was an absolute star at mississippi state three or four years he was on the all sec team freshman newcomer of uh freshman conference player of the year i believe Mm -hmm. um Transitioned that into a couple uh, stints in the NFL and then has, since then is just skyrocketed through the coaching ranks because he knows what he's doing. He has the, the, the charisma, you know, he has the energy, he has the knowledge and the background for it. And he knows what he's coming back to here in Utah. He knows what they recruit. He works well with the recruiting staff. He and Reggie Dunn have a great relationship, and Reggie Dunn's one of the critical pieces of this staff. I don't think that Utah fans understand how much he and Rob Blacken and 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 some of the others do on that staff to get Utah ahead of the game in terms of of understanding the whispers that are out there in the world. So it, it's a great hire from that perspective. I think there are aspects of it that might be a little bit concerning if you're anywhere other than utah right he is not super experienced at this level it's going to be his first big time job sure not a ton of coaching experience he's very young he's only 31 years old so that kind of thing could be a little bit i don't want to say concerning but give you pause but i think given the situation that he's coming into the people that he's going to be working with and the consistency of the staff that he'll be surrounded with you know it's a great move and probably why they announced it so quickly
1: yeah, I think it was just. I think it was a very natural, easy move for Kyle Whittingham. We, we, you, and I both know. And if anybody out there doesn't know, Kyle Whittingham is a very small circle of coaches that he trusts. And if you are inside that circle, well, there's a good chance you're either going to work for Kyle Whittingham or you're going to work for one of his friends. I can tell you that much. And I, I want everybody to understand, Brian. You were the first person to mention this name, Chad Bumpus, last week when we were talking about n- potential replacements. For Guy Holiday. So I got to give you props because he was a guy that immediately popped into your mind. And lo and behold, there you go. He's the hire. I'm with you. He's a young coach, had recently just been hired at Central Michigan after being at Austin P. So, yeah, his overall coaching tenure, not that deep. But Kyle Whittingham, I, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt on this because he knows coaching talent when he sees it and he believes wholeheartedly that uh, a guy like Chad Bumfus can succeed in this role. And the nice part is he doesn't have to come in and revolutionize uh, everything going on with Utah's offense. That's Andy Ludwig's job. His job is to come in and stabilize a position that has seen two high profile transfers this offseason and hopefully reinvigorate the recruiting of that wide receiver position group as well.
0: It is, and, and he'll still have time to make an impact in that area. We do expect that there will be another wave of transfers entering the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about uh, what Brandon Cahoe moving on to UCLA, actually does for the University of Utah in terms of opening up spots uh, a little later here, but he'll have an, an opportunity to make an impact in there. And uh, the other thing, too, is it'll be interesting to see what Utah does with their recruiting map now. It would, Will Bumpfus – put them into an opportunity to go more into the South again and, and try and recruit down there. I think some of the issues that they've had with players down there is just not a deep connection with the programs and the high schools and everything like that, which Bumpus will have. Uh, but the other question that I have is, is do you, if you're at the university of Utah, do you restructure your recruiting areas to maybe get him invested in an area where you think he can have a high impact is Sharif Shah enough in southern california for you or do you want to add Bumpus to that do you want to put him down in texas with morgan scally so that that he can build those relationships quickly and and make an impact down there especially where there are so many wide receiver impacts uh uh, uh, prospects i should say yeah uh, impact prospects coming out of texas so a lot of interesting things to talk about going forward in terms of the hire i think the best news is that You're getting it done before spring ball starts. We still don't know when spring ball is going to start. I was hoping that would be the announcement that we got.
1: (laughs) I was hoping in that release about Bumpus, it was going to say, Hey, spring football is going to start on this date, but yeah, we still have no clue. And we're just sitting waiting, you know, twiddling our thumbs until we hear that they're going to open up spring ball. But nonetheless, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Like I said, I, Kyle Whittingham, in my opinion, believes that uh, he... Well, okay, let me retract that. Kyle Whittingham understands what it takes to coach at this level. He's done it at every level along the way. He was at Idaho State. He was an assistant at Utah. Moved up to being defensive coordinator. Then ascended to the role of head coach. He knows what it takes at every level. And I think he sees something in Chad Bumfist that I think many of us should just sit back and say, you know what, he believes in this guy. He is going to make it so this guy can succeed. Well, he's going to at least make paved the road for him to have success. It's going to be Bumpus's job now to come in and walk that road.
0: The fascinating part about Whittingham's coaching tree is it maybe isn't as deep as it was once was at one point in time, but that's mostly because he hasn't had coaches leave lately. Exactly. And it's not yeah. because they haven't had opportunities that, that we can dispel that myth immediately. Right. Yeah, Cause I know for a fact that a certain defensive back coach uh, had plenty of offers from a very, very <laughs> rich, maybe even spoiled, School down in in California, um, and and you know we've heard over Whoever the years more details about just you know uh, something about on and fighting and I don't know just <laughs> swords in the air <laughs> annoying <laughs> yeah. bands all the time a white Who horse really knows a white horse prophecy maybe. Sure. Yeah, you, who wouldn't love to see Sharif Shah riding through the Coliseum on a white horse? Right. But let's be honest here. They, these guys are loyal to Kyle. They're loyal to the University of Utah for a reason, right? Because yeah. this job is becoming, if you are the right person in this job, it is becoming a great place to be. Mm-hmm. And that is exactly where Sharif Shah is. That's exactly where Morgan Scally is. They're guys that maybe don't excel on the same level that they do at the university of utah if they go elsewhere they understand that and so they're willing to to stay or maybe take less pay or whatever it is to stay where they're at because they know the impact that they can have and they also understand that there is a little bit of uh a little brother syndrome with the University of Utah on the Pac-12,
1: right? There is a little bit of that. So mm-hmm. once again, congratulations to Chad Bumfus. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him get to work, and I'm with you. I think they were all expecting an influx of transfers into the portal, and, yeah, hopefully Utah can go, to, go proverbially fishing in the portal and pick up a couple more uh, transfers, if not – multiples over the next couple of months. And let's talk, let's stick on the transfer uh, portal side of things and talk about Brandon Keho announcing that he is headed to Westwood. He's headed to UCLA. We'll examine that, give a little more of the background on what, uh, m- Ultimately, the situation that made him move on from Utah, et cetera, and moving on to UCLA. We'll break all that down here in just a moment. Brian, let's first take a minute and talk about our good friends at Rock Auto. Both you and I have intimate personal experience with this website. What I love about it, it's a family-owned website serving auto parts customers for more than 20 years online. They are not a fly-by-night organization. They have been around for a long time. And they want to make it really simple for you to get the parts your car truck, your SUV
0: might need. Jake, I don't know if you've ever been to a parts store. They have that giant book that you have to leave through oh, to find the part. Yeah. They're basically paying some poor guy, some poor Joe behind the counter, uh, whatever piddly salary to do that, because you know what? Like, Somebody's got to play that role, and, and this guy apparently doesn't like watching TV, so he'll go hang out at the parts store. Maybe he just wants to get a discount on his windshield wipers. I don't know, Jake. There's a variety of options for this, but the bottom line is he's got the book, and Rock Auto's taking that book out of his hands and giving it to you and putting it on a nice, clean, easy-to-use website website. As long as you know that you're making model of your car, you can find whatever part you need. You're gonna get it for cheaper. You're gonna get it easier. You're not gonna have to go down and deal with that. You're not gonna have to fight with pigeons in the parking lot because it's mayhem right now. It's springtime and everybody's out there. You're not gonna have to worry about cars dive bombing your car. Just keep it in the garage, keep it nice and clean. You don't have to spend more money on car washes. If I haven't convinced you of the fact that Rock Auto is the way to go by now, let me just say this you're going to pay 20 to 50% less by going there than you will anywhere else. You said be a try it yourselfer. I love it. Go out there and try it. There's plenty of YouTube videos. Get it
1: done. Give it a shot, folks. Do it with our friends at Rock Auto. While you're there, by the way, make sure to mention Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box. Give us some credit for sending you guys to check them out. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, your SUV could ever need. Check them out now at rockauto.com. Brian, let's take a minute here and talk about bets. If you guys want to know the inside track and where you should place your bets every single day, it doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the brand new locked on bets podcast, it is hosted by your boy Q and handicapping legend. It's Lee Sterling. Get the daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team, favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Every single day, subscribe to locked on bets, wherever you get your podcast. And of course it is all brought to you by our good friends at BetOnline.ag. and Brian, I had a rough weekend on the betting side of things. So I'm going to need to listen to Lockdown Bets a little closer this week and recoup some of that money.
0: Jake, it's all about winners. That's what we're going to roll through in 2021.
1: Well, uh, last weekend was not winners for Jay Catch, but we need to get back on
0: that train. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Welcome to the club, my friend. The sting <laughs> of defeat is only going motiva- to motivate us to climb higher. Yeah, Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit more about transfers. As I mentioned,
1: uh, Brandon Alecajo has announced that he is headed to UCLA, announcing that on social media last night. Uh, last week, uh, there were some mysterious circumstances around his announcement that he was committed to the University of Utah, and then mysteriously, uh, that tweet announcing his commitment to Utah disappeared off his Twitter feed. Of course, the rumors shortly followed that uh, Utah had moved on, or Kehoe and Utah had decided to mutually separate and go their ways. Well, he is now going to stay in the Pac-12. It just happens he's going to be playing in Westwood in Southern California.
0: Yeah, and it's an interesting move. It's another Pac-12 institution. It's a school that probably needs the help at linebacker a little bit more than Utah does, and that might be indicative of why the decision was made. The assumption in these situations is always that it's the player dumping the school, right? Mm -hmm. And when you tend to follow recruiting, you start to understand that it's not always the case with that, that there are sometimes situations where maybe a school will accept commitment initially, and then turn around and tell a player, "Hey, listen, you know, after, after this, that, and the other, or, or gathering some new information, we can actually accept your commitment at this time, and so we're going to let you go and let you find another opportunity." And that is sometimes what happens. Uh, I'm almost positive that that's the scenario in this case. I think some of it is just that the Cahoe commitment was always a little bit out of nowhere, which makes me wonder if maybe it wasn't him jumping the gun a little bit based on some conversations. Well, and that, okay.
1: And you look at kind of the totality of all the evidence we have at this point, Brian, that was my exact thought that maybe he thought, okay, I've got the offer from Utah. I'm pouncing on it here. And he makes the announcement on social media. And maybe somebody Utah said, Whoa, whoa, whoa. hold your horses there. We're still kind of figuring things out here, and just it maybe got lost in translation. And you know what? I'm glad he found a landing spot for himself. Chip Kelly, I think he's got UCLA on. He's he's doing a job rebuilding, I think, honestly. UCLA has been doing a fine job rebuilding. Maybe not as quick as some uh, Bruin fans may have liked, but Brandon Cahill will get his chance to show what he can do, and he'll do it in the Rose Bowl.
0: He will, and it's it's a situation where I think he can have an impact immediately. At the University of Utah, the linebacking room was full, and let's, let's separate what we know about Brandon Cahill, right? He is an athletic linebacker. He is a very talented player. There are reasons that he didn't succeed at Alabama that we don't necessarily know about, but I'm sure that the University of Utah has done their fair share of digging to find out about it. He had an impact on special teams, which means that there is – some kind of role for him, right? But if he comes from Alabama at a place where he wasn't able to to click in, it's either because athletically he wasn't there or mentally he wasn't there. And I think either, you know, it more than likely it's the mental aspect, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so the thought process is always, well, he'll come to Utah and, and he'll expect to, you know, get time and contribute right away. What happens if he doesn't? There are two really great linebackers here at the University of Utah in Nephi Sol and Devin Lloyd. There's another great freshman prospect incoming and he's calvert i
1: was gonna say calvert Um, he's the highest rated signee that utah's had at that position
0: ever and 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 for good reason he plays just (laughs) he is so much fun to watch play football i listen back to my interview with hans and scotty where i talk about him and i just absolutely gush and i can hear them kind of giggling in the background because all the hyperbole is coming out of me but the reality is, is you watch the tape and it's really hard not to gush um, and I remember saying some of those similar kind of things about Devin Lloyd watching his tape where it's just those kinds of players that just jump off the screen at you, catch your eye. They usually do find a way to be successful at the next level. Uh, so Keho's coming into a very full room. And, and if the expectation is from on his side that he's going to start and he doesn't, what happens then? Well, does he stay with it? Yeah, does does he fall apart? Does he come away from the team? There's a lot of questions there and you always want to give players the benefit of the doubt with those kinds of situations. Anytime a player announces commitment. Yay. So great. Wonderful. Right. Mm -hmm. We'll see, you know, and so I think he's going to a spot UCLA where he will get the exact situation that he's looking for. He'll be able to go have uh, the possibility of starting place right in front of him, um, it'll be up to him to make sure that that happens.
1: Yeah, it, it, this is the opportunity I'm with you. I think this is the, the better opportunity for him because, yeah, the depth at UCLA, just based on what I know, and like. I'll freely admit, I have a limited working knowledge of UCLA's roster, especially the linebacker position. But just knowing what I know of Utah's roster, I'm going to venture a guess that UCLA has got a more ready-made path to playing time for Brandon Keho as he joins that program and wish him nothing but the best. So, yeah, regardless of whatever happened with the University of Utah, you wish the young man the best. He now gets an opportunity to go out there, show what he can do, and you never know. It's ultimately going to be, like you said, up to him to prove that, yes, I may have been a special teams ace at Alabama and had a hard time cracking the rotation at linebacker well can I capitalize on my opportunity here with UCLA or will yeah will Nick Saban's assessment of this young man prove to be true where yes he's a bit player
0: yeah and you know I think there's always a tendency to want to latch on to the team that's on the way up right and I think the Utah defense right now is is in the words of the great fat Joe all the way up (laughs) nice So you think that – and there's an interesting phenomenon where every single Gen Zer has to be the man or the woman right here, right now. They have to be in the NFL by a certain date. And I sometimes wonder if maybe – and I'm not saying that this is specifically the situation, but I wonder if maybe that internal pressure or the external expectations that they are quote-unquote feeling – sometimes influence their decisions to go to certain spots right you, know, yeah. you went to alabama for that reason now you're coming back to utah maybe thinking that it's going to be your springboard to the nfl and it, you know so whatever i i, I don't want to get too far down the road on this one because you always want the best possible outcome for these kids that, that that's the reality of it and the the flip side of that is the fans always want their team to win so <laughs> like, like, if you can find a way to get those two things to coincide more power to us
1: yeah so an eight clap uh, for Ale Cajo. Best of luck to him down there in Westwood. And obviously Utah fans you'll get a chance to see him hopefully sooner rather than later as he plays for the Bruins. Alright Brian, uh, we will catch everybody else up on everything else we have to cover on today's show with regards to Utah. Maybe some thoughts on the Pac-12 as well. We'll touch on all that ahead here momentarily. Let's do take a minute and talk about our good friends at Bet Online, uh, Brian, like I mentioned in the open to this segment, I had a rough weekend uh, betting-wise and I'm going to try and recoup some of those losses this weekend, but the nice part is BetOnline.ag has made made the the process of placing bets uh cashing out my wagers all the different stuff it's super super simple and i, I gotta say it's been a first-rate experience working with these guys at bet
0: online once you get that account and set up jake it's super simple you just go log on you pick the games that you want to bet on you place them in your little slip and then you wait and waiting and waiting and sometimes not waiting that long because you lose your parlay right in the very first game. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, New York. I'm not even gonna name the team. You don't even deserve it. Just okay. that 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 team out there in what used to be New Amsterdam. All right, fair well, enough. The best part about it is that you don't have to worry about any of the other stuff because that bet online has it handled. When you do get those wins, the money gets deposited instantly. And like you said, they've simplified the process, they've opened it up to everything possible that you can bet on. So find your lane, pick it, stick with it, make some money, have some fun betonline.ag
1: yeah give it a give it a shot folks and by the way they're still offering a 50% welcome bonus right now when you go to betonline.ag use the promo code locked on when you make your first deposit you get 50% of whatever you deposit given to you on top of the money you deposit to play with it's a fantastic fantastic offer and make sure you check it out now it's courtesy of our friends at betonline your online sportsbook experts All right, Brian, uh, wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the podcast, but some interesting news in the college football realm last night, and that is that the University of Kansas announced a mutual agreement to part ways with head football coach Les Miles. This comes obviously in the wake of a pretty damning uh, investigation from his time at LSU involving uh, college-age females that he would lure to his condo and all kinds of different things. I'm not going to get into the particulars. I I don't necessarily think that we need to discuss that here. You can go read up on that if you want to, but I think it speaks to kind of a bigger conversation about coaching and kind of the responsibility that these coaches in this day and age of college football that they've got
0: the magnifying glass on these individuals is so intense right now. And, and everything that they do has to be both projected onto social media in order to lure recruits to their university. And it also has to be analyzed as part of the experience, I guess, with fan and media to, to determine whether or not these are successful individuals at their craft. Uh, it's, I do feel like there's a, 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 a collision course that we're headed on with some of this, where it's how do you really balance the value of winning versus the value of character, and, and finding individuals that maybe have the the reins to keep themselves, you know, disciplined in, in the face of all this temptation. You know, and, and maybe that doesn't directly correlate to a lot of wins because outside of Nick Saban, every guy that we've seen who's won a national championship or at least gotten close to it has had some serious, serious issues. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. Uh,
1: Yeah, and I, I that's the thing about it is it is such a – I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to say a fine line, but, man – It seems more and more that we're seeing more bad stories coming out with regards to bad behavior from these coaches rather than good behavior. And we all know that uh, bad behavior garners headlines and is salacious and people want to read it and all that stuff. That's why that stuff gets more publicized. But, man, it's just been... (laughs) I'm with you. There is going to come a, a breaking point for this profession with regards to, okay, what do we prioritize above all, all else? Wins, character, what is it? And I think we're speeding towards it being it's all about the W's. And that that's unfortunate because we like to proclaim the NCAA is all about, well, we're about the student athlete. We want well-rounded young men. We want them to become uh, good members of their society. Well, when their coaches are acting the way some of these coaches are acting, it sends a completely different message to these young men,
0: and on top of that, you're trying to sell a phony vision of amateur athletes yeah. right and and you're putting restrictions and and uh you know constraints on on athletes in terms of how they can make money, and some of them are just absolutely ridiculous. The mm-hmm. Jeremy Bloom thing will always stick in my mind as one of the most like phenomenally misguided. Things ever that the dude goes out and competes for our country and and makes money as a skier, but that disqualifies him from playing football. But then we had all the baseball guys who could go do that in the off season. And that was just perfectly fine. And so I think this is just another factor that I love college football. It is my favorite sport by far. And and there is a piece to college football that you just cannot replicate anywhere else, but they're going to have to actually live by their own standards if they want it to continue in its current form. And I think we're seeing already that college basketball is starting to crumble and fall apart because they're not doing that. And so it's, I think even at the university of Utah, we're seeing shades of that where a good coach was, was let go because the program felt like they were losing in recruiting, not even losing on the field or on the scoreboard, but in recruiting now and that they needed to make that change in order to stay, stay on track. And, and some of it is just, I think the, the, timing of the situation for the university of utah but it also just opens these doors that i'm very 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 unsure of yeah and i don't know that they're good things this is not a great path to be going down
1: no it's not and i i think you and i are both in agreement that at some point there is going to be i, I what i'm going to term a reset and i'm hoping that it's a reset for the better but Man, I have no idea where and when that's going to come. And, yeah, ultimately what the ultimate outcome will be of it. But I'm with you. We're on the wrong path. That's that's very clear right now just based on kind of some of the stories, the headlines, the the just the different things we're seeing play out. But we'll have to keep tracking it, and we'll see what happens. I mean, I do I do wonder what Kansas is going to do now because they are just in such a deep hole that, man, I don't know how they're ever going to climb
0: out of that. I mean, I still have Mark Mangino's number from when he accidentally called to offer me a scholarship at Snow. Maybe maybe he'd be interested. I don't there
1: know. you go. Call,
0: call him up. Let's get him back. Yeah. Yeah. Coach and I can finally get that manicotti he always asked about.
1: All right, that's going to do it for a Tuesday edition of the show. Make sure to follow the so- show on social media at Locked On Utes. Follow Brian's work at Brown Bear SLC. I am at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And as always, you can email the show anytime, lockedonutes at gmail.com. Love hearing from you guys, getting your interactions. If you want to get an early start on Twitter Thursday this week, send in your questions now. Love hearing from you guys. And of course, we'll get to those on the Thursday edition of the podcast. And you know what? Still plenty more fun to be had all week long. So make sure to join us every single day. For Brian, I'm Jake. Have a great rest of your Tuesday whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Utes podcast for March 9th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.